You ever have somebody stand in dead guy position with their arms down by their sides and their palms forward? Mm-hmm. One of the few useful, you know, uh, uh, applications of such a position. It's a great way to see the representation of the humerus relative to the form. Um, so I have a baseball pitcher that I started working with recently. Um, Me too. So he was coming in um, like lateral elbow pain. Um, like doc diagnosis was just like tennis elbow. Sweet. Um, so we're throwing obviously. So he got shut down about a month ago. Um, but then like kind of like what we could just use is like a quick test and retest. Like basically if he just like takes his hand, like basically like opening and closing, or if he's like twists all the way in, like that will reproduce his symptoms at like end range pronation. Okay. Um, so like anytime we would do something, I would take his chest for it, but also just like kind of have him run through that and see how those felt relatively speaking. Yeah. Um, so we would this get awesome. reduction this of symptoms. Awesome. I'm, I'm so excited about this. Go ahead. I'm glad. No, this is this is going to be great. Um, so we would get reduction of symptoms working proximally. So he had about like five degrees of IR and like 60 degrees of shoulder flexion on that side. Um, so I did like a little bit of pressure on the rib cage on that side. He's a wide eye side. Um, and then was just working to reduce like the orientation of the, the anti-orientation of the thorax a little bit. And that brought symptoms down with those things, but not fully. Um, he had a positive pistol test. So I put him like, basically like put it like bearing some weight through his arm, not like a full on like side plank, but then proximal radius IR and then was mobilizing the distal radius back into ER. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. that got rid of like anything that he was describing as like pain or discomfort. Yep. Although like I had a hard time understanding like what he was trying to describe to me. He's like, it still just feels weak. Yeah, a weird way to describe that to me when like we're not like I didn't know what to make of it because he's not like trying to lift anything. Yeah. Um. So did you you test grip strength? No, we don't have anything to test that. (laughs) All right, Cameron, we get off the call today. You go to Amazon.com and you better get yourself a dynamometer. Okay. Um. You got to get one. 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 Okay. Noted. You got to get one. Um, so basically where we're at right now is like symptoms are pretty much gone with the exception of like that sensation. If he's yep. doing those things, yeah, he still cannot get his elbow all the way straight. I can't get that back. Um, like he's missing about like five degrees relative to like, like neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, he just tries to extend both elbows. Um, so I'm a little stuck. That's where I'm stuck. I was hoping for some guidance. What's in the way? I guess if I knew that, he would be straight. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's in the way? What? So you go, you go to straighten the elbow. Um, what's in the way? What, 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 do you, what do you got going on here, boss? Well, the other is also messing me up a little bit is like just like comparing it to the lower extremity representation where like you have like I'm thinking about like the humerus as the femur and then radius as the tibia the like the ER orientation typically it's like a screw home so usually they have the straightening but don't have the bend mm-hmm. you ever have a you ever have a knee that doesn't straighten all the way uh, I have 
but uh-huh. usually uh-huh. post like, not I feel like actually not really like, honestly at least I see the jump straight in her post op so there's like almost like an explanation initially. Why don't why don't post op straighten? Fluid. Okay. And where would it be to prevent the knee from straightening? Where would the fluid be? Posterior. It's usually usually sits more lateral. Um, okay, let's be a little bit more generalized here. So posterior. Um, if you wanted to capture a dead center middle P knee position, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what 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 representation do you need in that scenario? Uh, tibial position, pro- proximally femoral position, distal. Uh, and both of them as square to front as possible. Okay. So so typically, where are you going to bring the tibia from and to? Uh, tibia is going to have to come from like approximately ER position towards like turning right, I guess. Turning towards midline. Uh-huh. And then where do you need the humerus to go? Are we still are we still in the leg or do we go back up to the arm now with humerus? Uh doesn't matter to me. You 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 pick. Okay. So that's in a relatively IR position. So that needs to ER. Okay. All right. Do you have that in the elbow? Probably not. Okay. So so what did you mobilize? What did you mobilize? Okay. I'm and, and successfully, hang on, successfully reduced, successfully reduced the uh, symptom. So, yeah. What did you what did you not do yet? Because need to mobilize the humerus. Relative to the proximal radius. Okay. All right. Now, where is where is your patella oriented? Uh, so that would be getting dragged out into ER as well. Okay. Did you address that in the elbow? No. So is my patella the olecranon? Hey, huh? What's the patella in the elbow? The olecranon? I don't know, Cameron. Or, I'm sorry. I, I saw Cameron smiling, and so that's why I said your name. Uh, I don't. I don't know, Zach. Um, geez, I'm. I'm not really good with this. This analogous uh, structure thing very much. So um, I get, I'm, I get I'm much, a lot much worse with this. I get a little <laughs> lost sometimes. I get a little lost sometimes. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, the olecranon is the first thing that comes to mind. And the olecranon would be a really useful answer. So now you got to now you got to consider the position of the ulna relative to the humerus. Okay, all right. Um, you ever take a you ever have somebody stand in dead guy position with their arms down by their sides and their palms forward? Mm-hmm. One of the few useful, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, applications of such a position. It's a great way to see the representation of the humerus relative to the forearm. Okay, that's what I would suggest you do is you take that picture first. All right, so you can see the the relative positions of the 
the segments of the, the extremity, okay? Chances are you're going to find that you do have a little bit of a, um, uh, a, like a medial, you'll have like a medial triceps that'll probably be a little um, a concentrically oriented relative to the lateral, okay? Number one. But think about think about what that would do. That would that would create a space that would prevent you from being able to straighten an elbow. Can you appreciate that? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's and it's it's kind of superior to the olecranon, right? Superior lateral to the olecranon in that case. It would be superior medial in a case of a knee. Yep. Okay. Do you, um, when you, you do a lot of knees and stuff. So like you get that person that, that can't fully um, ER the, the tibia relative to the femur and create the screw home in a knee. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can tell that they have that, that pressure on the front of the knee. It hides, a, it, it'll appear to hide, um, underneath the patella but what's actually doing is tipping the patella away from the femur and down towards the tibia yeah think about the electron on the same way think about the electron on the same way create that create that fluid space there and that's why you don't get to straighten the elbow gotcha okay so now you gotta now you, you gotta pick activities okay activities that are going to reacquire eventually a late representation of the elbow without a compensatory stretch. That's how you're going to finish this. Hey, Dale. Old school question for you. Uh-oh. You know, you're, you're, you're going to nail this one. You're going to nail this one. Every time you say that, I get... I <laughs> We're, so Zach's got Zach's to finish... He's got to finish an elbow with a late elbow representation, okay? Um, and and so his baseball player likes likes to have good looking arms in his short sleeve shirt in the summertime. Mm -hmm. And and he goes, I really I really need to develop that horseshoe kind of a look to my triceps. So I want to develop the lateral head of the triceps, okay? Old school old school representation. Um, I'm going to take him into the gym. What what triceps activity are we gonna use to develop the lateral head of the triceps? Oh God, I hate thinking back then because we used to do a lot of skull crushers, which I don't like doing. So okay, um, you know push downs. There you go. There yeah. you go. There you go. There you go. That's yeah. what I want you to say. There no. you go. Yep. 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 You understand what, what he just said, Zach Fender? Yeah, but now just trying to think of like tweaking the arm orientation and setting it up. Rotate like the whole. Wait, wait. Manuel's helping. Manuel's helping. I saw it. I saw it. But what I would do is I would take a rope, do the rope push down, and then I could offset the rope or just pull more onto that right side. Actually, to get more with the rope, you can actually turn your hand. Right. So you're like pushing away like Yeah. That. Yeah. Down. Yeah, yeah. You, so you still got a good tricep and you, you get the late representation. <laughs> you get a good triceps and you get the late representation. 
What a great would answer. You still, would you still do that double arm or just pull the rope like all the way through? So now you can do single and just come away from it like that. I don't know. Get both arms in. <laughs> I will say with the wad, I like using two ropes because the one rope is oh, the longer. You like the longer? The, either the longer. either longer rope or I'll hook two on because yeah. you're, I don't want to be in like me. Even like that. I like that even better because now you're driving the, you're driving the late propulsive representation through the entire system, which yep. is kind of cool. Um, Zach, I have a, uh, I, I think I have a simple solution that has like a, like a, it's a diagonal uh, rope pushed down. And I, I think, I think, it, I think I have that up on the YouTubes. Gotcha. I'll, be, I'll look for that. So it'll be similar to, it'll be similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing that until he's got passive full extension on the table. I would, I would make sure that you have access to the position before you try to load it that way. Yes. Like how many times did you see that and like read stuff? Cause I can't even like draw a picture of that. But being like, all right, I mean, I could, but it'd take me a while. Uh, Cameron, it only took me 32 years. All right, did you figure that one out, Bill? Like how did, huh? Like, like how did you arrive at that? Like, what do you mean? I just talked um, to you through it. It's like, it's, it's, it's Cameron. Well, no, no, like, like, how did you figure it out? Like how many times did you see that and like read stuff? Cause I can't even like draw a picture of that. But being like, all right, I mean, I could, but it'd take me a while. Uh, Cameron, it only took me 32 years. There you go. Did you ever see uh did you ever see the Count of Monte Cristo? Did you ever see yes. Shawshank Redemption? Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. How long did it take Andy Dufresne to uh, dig his way out of the prison? 19 years. Patience. A little bit at a time, right? It's just it's just layers. It's just layers. Like if you if you would have asked me that question 10 years ago, I don't think I would give you the same answer. Right. It's just, but it's pieces. It's pieces. This is this is why this is why you got to spend time, like every week, like fixed amount of time, acquiring and then reviewing things. Because what's going to happen is, it's like okay. So somebody asked me the, 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 a similar question, and it was like, you know, I'm going back to things that I probably should have known five years out from school. Right. I'm 30, I'm 32 years and change away from school. Right. But I go back and I say, what was I doing there? Why was I doing it? And why was I successful? Cause I didn't know why I was, I mean, I, I mean, I was, a, a, my brain was basically oatmeal at that point and it was not very useful to me because I didn't know anything. I was just doing stuff. Right. And then trying to figure it out along the way. And it's like, you go back and you say, well, why was I doing that in the, in the first place? What I had to have a process weak as it may be. Why did I do that? And why was, why was, why was it successful? Right. And then understanding what the options are. Right. Cause you remember in school when they told you that bones bend and twist. Yeah. I remember that clearly. Yeah. I, and we're be for everybody else on the call. We're being incredibly sarcastic right now. Right. Because they never told us that. No. But it's a big deal because it does alter, it alters the, the force producing capability of a muscle. Yeah. Right? 
if I have full excursion of a joint, I would have full excursion of the muscle behaviors. Therefore, I would be able to represent um, a, in, in you know, uh, Florence Kendall's mind, a five out of five manual muscle test, right? But you just gotta understand what the possibilities are. And then why did you fail? Why do you do great? Why do you do great with one tennis elbow patient and then fail miserably with the next one? Because there was something else, right? And then you gotta say, well, what is the something else? Like, what are the possibilities? And I don't know all of them. I just know some stuff that is off the beaten path when the, the other things fail. It's like, did you address this? Did you address this? Did you address this? What are the possibilities, right? Cool. Yeah. Cool. That most likely your right hip ER is associated with an orientation of the acetabulum to face sideways. Good morning. Happy Thursday. I have NeuroCoffee in hand and it is perfect. Hello, sir. Greetings. I have a question about uh, one white individual who is say, having say yeah say it again. Say again. Uh, i have one question about one client oh a client okay sorry yes uh, he's white and i think he's a, an end game because uh, he's having left hip er uh, 40 degree and right hip er uh, 50 degree. So I'm thinking he's already losing the left side, by, but I don't see what is happening because if he's white, I think he should have more left ER. Is mm -hmm. that correct? Yeah. Yeah. How much? Okay. So how much internal rotation does he have? Uh, he have uh, in left side like like 10 degree and uh, five on the right side. Okay, so, so, here's, so here's what that tells you, okay? When you, have, when you have that great of a decrease in hip IR, that's how far forward he is, okay? So yeah. as you move forward, you're going to anteriorly orient as well. The anterior orientation should take away, should take away the external rotation. Okay. From the hip. Okay. okay. From the hip. Okay. Just because you're measuring traditional hip rotation doesn't mean that it, that's where the range of motion is coming from. Okay. Okay. Now, I see that. Yes. If he's if he's that far forward and he's got that big a deficit. Okay. Um, what's going to happen is there's more and more downward pressure. Right. Okay. Associated with him trying to stay inside of his base of support. So he's pushing down, okay? Which means that you're gonna get some changes in the, the physical structure, okay? Um, that you would see like an increase in the, the differential in, within the femur itself. So the femur is gonna compress downward and that's gonna create a bigger turn inside the femur itself. So you're gonna get more ER from that, okay? But it's not the hip joint itself. Um, it is just the fact that, that things are starting to point sideways, okay? All right. 
And that puts pressure on the acetabulum and that starts to turn the acetabulum, okay? So if you have somebody with that big a deficit in IR, they're way forward, they're very anteriorly oriented, okay? Which means that most likely your right hip ER is associated with an orientation of the acetabulum to face sideways. Okay. Okay. okay? All right, now, now we gotta figure out this left side thing here too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if again, you have this big of a deficit and you think about where you measure the hip rotation by tradition on the table, you're measuring on the table? Yes, yes. Okay. So where, where do you put the hip by tradition? And you can use dirty words if you want to, um, to explain it. Where do you measure the hip uh, rotation? On 19 degree of uh, flexion. Okay, that's what they tell you, okay? okay? But here's the dealio. There's no way that hip's gonna get into that position, is it, right? Yes, now, yes. it will look like it is relative to the table, right? That's why they're table tests, we're measuring against the table. But by, by put the, the leg in that position, think about what the pelvis has to do for me to even put the leg into that position. So now this is where you're gonna start to see the pelvis roll as a, as a single unit, right? It's going to roll backwards, okay? That's going to be a spinal compensation. And then as you turn the leg, the pelvis is going to roll back and forth. Mm, okay. okay. So big deficit of IR, lots of anti-orientation. Your ERs are going to be compensatory in most, in most cases, okay? okay? So you got a socket that's pointing out towards the right. You got a femur that's a little bit more ER shaped. That's going to magnify your right-sided ER measure, okay? You got to roll back on the left. You got a spine that's going to turn towards you as you take the left hip measure. Okay. You see it? See, this is how you get yeah. that. Like, because you shouldn't have any, right? You think about yeah, it. It's like, it's like this guy's so far forward. It's like, I shouldn't have any ER. Mm -hmm. And you got this magnification of ER. That means it's got to come from someplace else. Okay. I see. Okay. okay. I was trying to get uh, the ER back, but. I think the most uh, benefits I get from the exercise, like, I don't know, uh, getting uh, anterior uh, expansion on the left, that's uh, that exercise, uh, you know, in the prone, from that, that exercise, I get most ER back on the left, but mm -hmm. not enough, I think, because I'm trying to delay him on the right, mm -hmm. but it's not working. <laughs> Right, so, so you need to create a little bit more of a bias on, on the right side. So here's what you have to do. So think about, think about the amount of pressure that he's got on the right side, mm -hmm. okay? Um, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to move him into a position that would, would have happened just prior to all this compression. Okay. It would be the elongated position of the extremity. Okay, on the right side. On the right, mm -hmm. Yes, okay. Yeah. Okay. And now if he's, if he's, if he's, if he's compressed down on the left, that's going to have to go first. Okay. okay. That side's probably going to have to go back up. Then you can move it back on the, on the right-hand side. Okay. okay. If I, I, just, I just recognized the fact that it was a wide. I was thinking it was an error for some reason, but you said he was a wide, correct? Yeah. I'm, I was, uh, okay. at the first I was uh, having him like an arrow, but I don't think so. He's uh, white, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're gonna have, you're gonna have to take again if if he's if he's that far forward if he's 
if he's compressing down on the left-hand side, you'll, you'll know because the it, typically in a wide ISA, you would see like an elevated left side. If he doesn't have the elevated left side, then you know he's getting compressed downward yeah. and you elongate that first. So let me so negate my previous statement because I was thinking narrow for some reason too. Maybe I was just feeling your... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. So we, we're getting really superheroes today already. It's like Professor X, you're just giving me the... <clears throat> Okay. Um, so, that that might make a sense. I just want yeah. to okay. Right. Okay. Thank you a lot. Unless he's trying to produce a very similar movement, he would not reproduce the pain. Right? Smart move on your part to have him swing a bat. Good morning. I have neurocoffee in hand, and it is. Perfect. Um, I think I have a quick one. Um, I had actually another. We say that, and then we talk for fifteen minutes. Yeah. All right. Maybe not quick. Okay. <laughs> um, so another another pitcher, um, little kid, like a high school freshman, and with low back pain on the left side, with hitting though. So with hitting. Uh, with hitting, yeah, like when he was swinging. Mm -hmm. Um. So what he told me initially was it was when he would get like all he's a righty left side of pain it would start hurting all the way at like the end because he was following through like the very last bit of his swing uh -huh. um we couldn't do anything to reproduce his pain like initially like pt-ish wise so i basically just like took him out told him with a baseball bat like we just swing so we can get a baseline um and it was not hurting him then for whatever reason that day. It was hurting him like he would go into his load on the right side. And it was the initial like torque. Uh -huh. As soon as he would get past that, he was fine. Uh -huh. um, so we had a good outcome. Like we were able to get him pain free um, okay. just like within that session with the swinging. I okay. didn't really understand why. Like I'm picturing like he was like zero degrees of hit by on the right. So like very turned to the right side. So I would picture if he's going to have trouble creating that turn initially, like it should hurt him all the way through. So I was having trouble figuring out like mechanically speaking, why that pain might've disappeared once we got past that initial part of the swing. And then he was fine with the actual follow through which previously had bothered him. Okay. Um, lots of left hip ER. Lots of left hip ER. Yeah. Like 50. Yeah. Like more than you would have expected to have. Yeah, like he was like he was picking up some IR on that side just from like the turn that way. I probably had like 10, 15, but then like more ER than he should have had. Yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so so think about how he doesn't have right hip ER or yeah, right hip IR, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And so he's gotta he's gotta transfer his weight to his right foot. Okay. As he takes the bat back. How's he pushing it into the ground? uh orienting okay so and then you think about if he's gonna if you're gonna anteriorly orient in the ground that's his ir that's going to be where the the greatest compressive load is if he's got a magnification of er on the on the left hip right um turn the hip outward push the acetabulum forward and you get this magnification of the of the ir but <clears throat> Now, use the use the spine 
as one piece and turn it into, oh, I don't know, a patellar tendon, Achilles tendon, something that stretches really fast and releases a lot of energy very, very quickly. So he goes, Whoa. he pushes down on it really hard and fast. He gets the recoil, right? And then actually he can turn coming off of that. So he's got to push into the ground, right? The fact that it was difficult to reproduce means that it's not something that he would naturally do. It, it would not be under normal force conditions, right? Um, and, and so it, it's probably, again, unless he's trying to produce a very similar movement, he would not reproduce the pain, right? Smart move on your part to have him swing a bat, right? Because again, if you can't reproduce it in the clinic, it becomes a little bit more difficult. Now you can still treat the person, right? Which is obvious. But as far as the, the reprodu reproducing element goes, you got to think about, okay, where, where this is where this, you know, a, a situation where the symptom occurs is helpful to help you discern as to what his strategy really is. So you think about the pressure at the sacral base, you think about the, uh, the degree of orientation, okay, uh, based on how much IR he does have. So he, he doesn't have a lot, so he's, got, so he's very oriented. So regardless of his archetype, he's gonna get um, a lot of pressure at you know, sacral base, L5S1 kind of a thing, right? So and you think of all the musculature that would be associated with the concentric orientation in that position as well, right? So you got a lot of stuff in play to create the amount of downforce that he was producing, but it, it, the fact that it was it, it was brief, he would get through it like a, it's almost like a painful arc kind of a situation, right? So it, it would only be while he is in the compressed state. So if he compresses and releases, then he's probably perfectly fine as far as a symptom goes. But so once, once he's trying to express like back into like his like the ER part of the movement. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, death, exactly. the pressure, the pressure's gone that was causing the initial symptoms. Yeah. Like I said, but but this is this is you know you've you've heard me talk about how you you take the you know multi-segmented lumbar spine and you compress it and it becomes one and and so this is yeah. this is one of those one of those scenarios where okay like he's at the very end of this this uh, influence in regards to the the application of force through the spine in IR. And he's just using it for, like he literally uses it for the IR, but it creates a recoil, right? So it just becomes a big spring, right? Potentially useful, right? From a performance standpoint, but from a wear and tear standpoint, symptomatic standpoint, yeah. probably not great. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Is that it? Would that, would that would that classify as quick? I don't know. I, I I didn't I didn't start the timer on this one, so I apologize. I wasn't thinking. I should have should have hit the stop one.